dynamic diversity Bringing us together like we're supposed to be Dynamic magazine We're all different but we can learn from each other Dynamic Diversity Unfiltered. Dynamic Leaders for a Changing World Magazine's premier podcast. We bring you the voices of today's renowned societal leaders and average folks talking about what they do, how they got there, and what they're thinking about in the controversial world of diversity, inclusion, and race relations. In this episode, science and research has shown that it is important that from that young age that we begin to inform young people about their sexuality. We talked to international activist Stephen Chuck Wilma on international HIV AIDS activism and how it affects both the U.S. and Nigeria. The HIV AIDS epidemic has been a global problem for many decades. However, where some countries have relatively functional systems and policies in place for dealing with it, Others struggle to get governments to play a deeper role in combating the problem. Dynamic speaks to international HIV AIDS advocate Stephen Chuck Wuma on his work in and outside of Nigeria. Okay, so tell our readers a bit about growing up in Nigeria and what the general attitude towards the LGBTI community is like there. Uh, I think in general, I mean, growing up in Nigeria at the time um, I was growing up as a kid. Um, it was just, you know, it wasn't anything that people talked about. It wasn't an issue. You know, people don't, people don't pay attention to it. It wasn't at the time something that you would turn on the TV or the radio and you hear someone talking about it. The term LGBT, I'm sure, was even strange to a lot of us um, as kids, you know. Um, it was until very much later when, you know, we stay hearing about it on TV and Say knowing amongst ourselves that oh we had parents who were this and that you know, um, but it wasn't anything that people talked about um, as at the time I was growing up as a kid. Okay, and what drove you towards HIV/AIDS activism? I think um, what really drove me into that was the training I received in high school. So in secondary school, I got the opportunity to represent my school. Um, at the National Youth AIDS Program that was organized by the Lagos State Government at the time. Um, so as a representative of my school, I was supposed to, I think we were 12 at the time that we selected, um, but I was the only guy in the midst of about 10 girls. But it was an experience that I enjoyed. So I learned a lot about HIV, you know. At the time, there wasn't so much um, youth-tailored message, you know, for for HIV, you know, targeting young people like ourselves. So the only time we heard about it was probably on TV, in the news, or, you know, watching shows like I Need to Know that was sponsored by United Nations Fund Population, Population Agency at the time. Um, so it was, it was a great experience. It gave me so much insight into how the disease um, works, how it exists in people's body, how people contact it, and how to support people who, contact, who contacted it. So I took it upon myself that it was something that I really wanted to learn and do more about. 
Um, so I started doing it. I think that's what drove me into HIV work. Okay, and in September 2013, you wrote a letter to the Senate President of Nigeria condemning the criminalization of sexual minorities there. Explain how this has impacted the nation on a whole and what measures would you suggest be put in place to combat this? I think um, the reason I wrote the letter was because I was concerned, you know, I was concerned about Nigeria. Um, I was thinking, you know, what this will do um, in terms of impeding the work that was already happening in the country um, to deal with HIV and AIDS. You know, I was concerned about that. I was concerned about the fact that our government wasn't thinking out of the box. You know, they weren't seeing that, you know, um, people were dying from HIV. I had, I had friends who um, had HIV at the time. Some of them have died. You know, so I was very concerned about that, that these are things that we can deal with. Let's not make it worse. Let's not, you know, um, make it difficult. And for me, I, I, I looked up to institutions in the country that un understood better, you know, in terms of HIV, you guys are supposed to know that this is a problem, you know, you're supposed to say something to the government, you know, um, but they didn't. So I felt it was a way to say something myself. Um, I don't know if it was, I don't know if the Senate president himself got the message, but I'm sure a lot of the young people who read it and people who could also do something spoke up against it. How has the bill impacted the country? It has impacted the country in a great way because a lot of people who do programs that target young key affected populations are unable to do it. Um, and it's a vital work. It's very important for us to continue to deal with it. I don't have data or statistics to say, you know, how many people have, um, how many people have gotten HIV since after the bill was introduced, you know, how has this impacted the spread of HIV? I don't have any data, but of course, the fact is it can, and that existence alone affects the work that we're doing and every other person is doing. Okay, and what measures would you suggest be put in place to combat this? I think the measures that need to be put in place is um, we need to have a genuine open conversation in Nigeria. I think it's very important that that happens. We need to, you know, we need to leave um, our differences aside and think of how um, we're doing whatever we're doing to build a great nation where everyone is free, where everyone is able to live in and be happy, you know. We need to have genuine conversations and we need to do away with laws, you know, that oppress people, that discriminate against people because of their difference, you know. Um, and we need to comprehensively have programs that target everyone when we say we want to deal with HIV. It needs to address people who use drugs, um, men who are sex with men, and so many other categories of young key affected populations. We need to reach out to them. I think that's the best way um, we can go in dealing with some of the problems in my country. Okay. And you have spent the majority of your life advocating for various human rights issues. But with regard to the impact of HIV on the LGBTI community in Nigeria, why is international help, information, and government support so important? I think, you know, it's important for international help. Um, it's important for in, um, government, international governments to provide support because the truth is solidarity is always powerful. And we always have corporations, you know, it could be different sort of diplomatic corporations with governments. Um, we relate with them because we expect to learn from them. You know, we expect to also share our culture with them. We expect to help one another as countries. 
So when countries find out that things like injustice, you know, targeting, or sorry, things like discrimination and bad things are happening to people that just because they're different, you know, it's important for those countries to speak up. It's important for them to also reach out to the same governments and let them know that this is not acceptable. The reason why this is not acceptable is because human rights should be for everyone, you know. It's very important for international support because also organizations on the ground, you know, grassroots organizations, a lot of them don't have funding, you know. A lot of them are willing, they're able, young people are willing, they want to do something, you know, they want to change the narrative. But sometimes the problem, the biggest challenge is the funding and the support, you know, the capacity. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think it's important for international organizations to continue to look for ways that they can support groups on the ground, build their capacity, support them, you know. Um, let not the funding decide what the conversations would be. Let not the funding decide what the problem or how to target the problem. But let the funding exist to support people who already know what the problems are, people who speak the local language, and people who understand what it means to stand up and push for change. Okay, perfect. And tell our readers about the NGO you started in Southeast Nigeria and what motivated that decision. Well, so after I was trained by the Lagos State Government on HIV, you know, I... I started doing a lot of voluntary work, you know. I took it upon myself to go around and so I learned more. I got the opportunity to then learn so much about sexual minorities. Um and then I thought, okay, this is a this is a big problem. I had seen statistics, I had seen data, um and I knew people who were experiencing those challenges, you know. So I thought this was a big problem and there are lack of civil society organizations. I mean there are very few NGOs that were targeting um, young key affected populations, I thought, okay, why don't I start something? I also didn't want to start something in Lagos, one, because I'm from the East. I want to do something more like giving to my people. Um, and also because there was a lack of any organization that was targeting young key affected populations. There were youth organizations, there were probably some organizations doing work with um, young key affected populations, but it was none that was specific led by youth and by you, young people, you know, targeting young people. So I wanted to do something, and that was why I started um, Youth Together Network. That was what it was called then. And then after we got registered, it changed to Improve Youth Health Initiative. Um, I did that because I, I felt there was a need to do that. And so the experience is something that I have learned from, and it's something I'm still working on, and, you know, ensuring that we continue to push the conversation. Because I also had the opportunity to deal with those issues internationally, which I'm still doing, you know. Um, so for me, I just want to keep raising those issues so we can pay attention to things that are very important. Okay, wonderful. And you're quoted by Zimuzu.com as saying, HIV AIDS is real. Don't stigmatize people living with it, end quote. Why is this so important, especially for the gay community? I've met people, you know, in the course of my work. I've met people. I've heard stories. You know, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard really weird stories. You know, um, I've heard things like people say to me, "But are you sure this HIV and AIDS thing is real? <laughs> you know, are you sure it's not something invented by mm -hmm. the West to reduce the rising population in Africa and around the world?" You know, and you're thinking, are they joking? You're trying to understand if this is a joke or something they picked up from someone else. You know, but it's true. Some people still think that way. 
some people still feel like, you know, it, some people are still misinformed about the transmission of HIV. Some people think it's only through a particular kind of sex you can get HIV. Some people think you can't even get it through sex as long as you're having heterosexual sex, you know. And that is a problem. That is a problem. So for me, the most important message is to remind people that the virus is real. It is real and it's as real as killing someone next to you or even killing you, you know. So it's something we need to keep informing people. That's what I believe in. Wonderful. And you focus heavily on sexual education for young people. Why is sexual awareness from a young age so important? I believe that as young people, you know, when we develop, we begin to experiment with our sexuality. Um, and then we begin to experiment with, you know, sex. We um, play with each other's body and probably our genitalia. Um, and we've seen, science and research has shown that it is important that from that young age that we begin to inform young people about their sexuality so that they make the right and important decisions. Not telling them that, you know, um, not giving them the wrong information, but telling them the right things, informing them that it is okay to experience what you're experiencing, but it is very important that you play safe, you know. I feel that it's very, very important because a lot of, we, we sometimes think that just sending young people to school and teaching them about science and teaching them about English language and all of that, all they need to know, go to church and learn the rest and that's all. We, those things are important, but what is also very important is ensuring that we inform young people, we give them proper information about their sexuality, that we develop them so that they can make the right decisions. I believe when we do that, you hear less cases of teen pregnancy, you hear um, less cases of HIV, you hear less cases of rape. Because, you, I mean, I don't know how you can relate that to rape, but at the end of the day, I know that when we inform people, young people most especially, about their sexuality and we give them the right knowledge, they're able to make the right decision. Wonderful. And what is next for you? What is next for me? Um, it's the same thing I'm doing, you know. <laughs> my birthday is tomorrow, and I'll spend my birthday. So I'll start oh. in the morning. I'll be doing a training in the morning, and mm -hmm. then at night I'll be speaking on a panel about child marriage. Um, and I'm doing that. I could be, I could be with friends, or I could do any other thing. But no, I decided I was going to use that opportunity. I got the invitation. I was happy about it. So I said, Yeah, I'll do it. It's my birthday, so <laughs> you know. Um, okay. So next, for what me, better way to spend it? <laughs> exactly right. Talking about, I mean, child marriage is something that is so disturbing, and for me, it's personally disturbing because I've seen young girls who were married at a very young age. You know, um, I've also heard cases, you know, uh, of young girls who 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 were forced into um, into marrying older men. So for me, it's a personal thing. It's something I want to go talk about and have a deep, detailed conversations about. So for me, that's, that's what it's about. That's what the next thing will be. Keep talking about these things, you know, keep um, pushing. Change is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy at all, you know. Um, so I, I want to keep doing this. I might change strategy. So I might go into um, 
social media activism. I might go into, you know, mm-hmm. um, different forms of activism. But for me, I've been sure that I'd always use every opportunity I get to highlight these issues. Okay. And what advice would you give to those living with HIV or AIDS? I think the advice I give to people living with HIV and AIDS, which is the same advice I would give to everyone, is love yourself. Love yourself so much. Love yourself so much so that when something affects you, speak up about it. You know, speak up, speak up. Don't die in silence, you know. And science has gone so far. Right now, you know, treatment has advanced, you know, and we have to do all of this or we achieve this success by sh- by showing love to one another, you know, by speaking up. A lot of people have to speak up and say, no, I'm not going to die in silence, you know. So I say to everyone living with HIV and to those who are not even living with the virus, you know, love yourself so much, love other people and support one another. <laughs> okay. And what do you hope your legacy will be? What I hope my legacy will be is, um, (laughs) you know, I've never really thought about that, but what I I hope my legacy (laughs) will be is, um, you know, that people people will think of me as someone who always spoke up, you know. Um, do I think people see me that way right now? Yes. My friends see me that way as someone who, no, even if no one says something, he's going to go ahead and say something, you know. Um, and I hope that's the way people see me, you know, even after, after I've been here. I want people to think of me as someone who always ensured that we had those uncomfortable conversations so that we can, at the end of the day, reach a peaceful conclusion, you know. Um, I think that's what I want. I also want my legacy to be someone who um, always, out of young people as important groups in our society that we have to always support no matter what. Okay, wonderful. And you're quoted by Zimuzu.com as saying, HIV AIDS is real. Don't stigmatize people living with it, end quote. Why is this so important, especially for the gay community? I've met people, you know, in the course of my work. I've met people, I've heard stories, you know, I've... (laughs) I've, I've I've heard really weird stories, you know. Um, I've heard things like people say to me, but are you sure this HIV and AIDS thing is real? <laughs> you know, are you sure it's not something invented by mm-hmm. the West to reduce the rising population in Africa and around the world? You know, and you're thinking, are they joking? You're trying to understand if this is a joke or something they picked up on someone else, you know. But it's true. Some people still think that way. Some people still feel like, you know, some people are still misinformed about the transmission of HIV. Some people think it's only through a particular kind of sex you can get HIV. Some people think you can't even get it through sex as long as you're having heterosexual sex, you know. And that is a problem. That is a problem. So for me, the most important message is to remind people that the virus is real. It is real and it's as real as killing someone next to you or even killing you, you know. So it's something we need to keep informing people. That's what I believe in. Wonderful. And you focus heavily on sexual education for young people. Why is sexual awareness from a young age so important? I believe that as young people, you know, when we develop, we begin to experiment with our sexuality. Um, And then we begin to experiment with, you know, sex. We 
um, play with each other's body and probably uh, genitalia. Um, and we've seen, science and research has shown that it is important that from that young age that we begin to inform young people about their sexuality so that they make the right and important decisions. Not telling them that, you know, um, not giving them the wrong information, but telling them the right things, informing them that it is okay to experience what you're experiencing. But it is very important that you play safe, you know. I feel that it's very, very important because a lot of, we, we sometimes think that just sending young people to school and teaching them about science and teaching them about English language and all of that, all they need to know, go to church and learn the rest and that's all. We, those things are important. But what is also very important is ensuring that we inform young people we give them proper information about their sexuality, that we develop them so that they can make the right decisions. I believe when we do that, you hear less cases of teen pregnancy, you hear um, less cases of HIV, you hear less cases of rape. Because, I mean, I don't know how you can relate that to rape, but at the end of the day, I know that when we inform people, young people most especially, about their sexuality and we give them the right knowledge, they're able to make the right decisions. Wonderful. And what is next for you? What is next for me um, is the same thing I'm doing. You know, <laughs> my birthday is tomorrow and I'll spend my birthday. So I'll start oh. in the morning. I'll be doing a training in the morning. And mm -hmm. then at night, I'll be speaking on a panel about child marriage. Um, and I'm doing that. I could, have be, I could be with friends or I could do any other thing. But no, I decided I was going to use that opportunity. I got the invitation. I was happy about it. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. It's my birthday. So, <laughs> you know. Um, okay. So next. For what me, better way to spend it? <laughs> exactly, right? Talking about, I mean, child marriage is something that is so disturbing. And for me, it's personally disturbing because I've seen young girls who were married at a very young age, you know. Um, I've also heard cases, you know, uh, of young girls who 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 were forced into um, into marrying older men. So for me, it's a personal thing. It's something I want to go talk about and have a deep, detailed conversations about. So for me, that's that's what it's about. That's what the next thing will be. Keep talking about these things, you know. Keep um, pushing. Change is not easy. Mm -hmm. Not easy at all, you know. Um, so I I want to keep doing this. I might change strategy so i might go into um social media activism i might go into you know mm -hmm. um different forms of activism but for me i would ensure that i'd always use every opportunity i get to highlight these issues okay and what advice would you give to those living with hiv or aids i think the advice i give to people living with hiv and aids which is the same advice i'll give to everyone is love yourself love yourself so much Love yourself so much so that when something affects you, speak up about it. You know, speak up, speak up. Don't die in silence, you know. And science has gone so far right now. You know, treatment has advanced, you know. And we have to do all of this or we achieve this success by, sh by showing love to one another, you know, by speaking up. A lot of people have to speak up and say, no, I'm not going to die in silence, you know. So I say to everyone living with HIV and to those who are not even living with the virus, 
you know, love yourself so much, love other people, and support one another. <laughs> okay. And yeah. what do you hope your legacy will be? What I hope my legacy will be is, um, I, <laughs> you know, I've never really thought about that, but what I, what I hope my legacy <laughs> will be is, um, you know, that people... People who think of me as someone who always spoke up, you know. Um, do I think people see me that way right now? Yes. My friends see me that way as someone who, no, even if no one says something, he's going to go ahead and say something, you know. Um, and I hope that's the way people see me, you know, even after, after I've been here. I want people to think of me as someone who always ensured that we had those uncomfortable conversations so that we can, at the end of the day, reach a peaceful conclusion, you know. Um, I think that's what I want. I also want my legacy to be someone who um, always thought of young people as important groups in our society that we have to always support no matter what. Okay, wonderful. Well, that is all I have for you today. And thank you again for taking the time out to do the interview with us and happy birthday when it comes tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can talk about making a difference, you can take action to make a difference, or you can join Dynamic in doing both. Until next time, stay blessed and be inspired.